This is Tawana, better known as Miss T. That is T E A, if everybody wanted to know. Um, I'm coming to you because um, I want to start this um, podcast because I want to be able to benefit everyone. Um, I was going to do a conference call, but I figured out my friend, he does, you know, a guy that I know, he put me on to this podcast stuff, and I always wanted to figure out how to do podcasts and, bro- and blogs. So, I'm learning as I go, so please bear with me. This is my very first one, and I'm very excited because even when I get something dropped into my spirit, I usually don't run to do it because I try to run away from it, but ever since I spoke on Sunday at Eastern Baptist, something on the inside of me, I don't know, it's like a fire that's on the inside of me to want to do more speaking like motivational speaking because so so many people are discouraged and depressed and I'm a person that suffers with depression and anxiety so encouragement is definitely needed on you know across this world you know love and just support and understanding is definitely needed so I'm trying to be a positive force in this force excuse me in this earth realm and you know share you know my experiences and you know my everyday life and you know just letting people know that you're not alone that you know definitely not alone with the things that you struggle with and you know and I want people to give me their honest opinion about this and you know feedback is definitely accepted you know topics that you want to talk about I may have to research on them so we can expound on them you know this is a judgment no judgment zone you know there's some things in my life that I was taught not to you know accept and stuff and I have learned through research to not judge you know and you know we can just talk and expound and you know we're not here to bash anybody I don't want that because we got we already got enough in society that bashes and put people down this is just a free spirited uplifting Christian I'm gonna say it Bible based Christian based podcast because spirituality all genres of spirituality is is accepted within reason i'm gonna say within reason because there's just some things you know i'm not familiar with and like i said i don't want to judge but i'm a holy ghost filled you know type of person you know i don't I don't know too much about any other denomination or any other faith base or faith belief. This is what I believe and this is what I've been taught and this is what I, I've been raised. And I'm going to say it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's just where it is. But the topic that I want to talk about is learning to adult differently. That has been ringing in my spirit from the moment that I turned 49. Yes, people, I am 49 years old. I may not look it for some reason, but God has preserved me and God has kept me. I don't take any credit for the way that I look, 
God did it. You know, some people think that my daughters are my sisters. No, I am the mother. <laughs> they are the daughters. But I want to talk about adulting different. That is my all-time motto. Every year, I pick up a, a, you know, like a motto for me to, you know, apply to my life. First, what I do before I turn an age if when I'm going to become a year older, I do a self-evaluation because I don't want to repeat the problems, the issues, and the struggles of that age bracket that year before. I want to go into my new year because to me, I feel like we have two new years. We have the regular new year that starts in January, but then we also have a new season or a new year when we're about to become a year older. And in my year 49, I want to be better. I'm like, want to be like the $6 million woman. I want to be better, stronger, and faster. I want to be able to go back to the things that I used to do to keep my sanity. But more importantly, to sustain and maintain my peace of mind. Because I was taught and I was told that you can't pay for peace. So when you get it, don't let nobody take it. Because it's hard to get it back once, you know, like you're trying so hard. Like sometimes you get so, you get into a rut and you, you get cast down and you feel a little down, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes you can't figure out why you feel down. I believe when you can't figure out why you're being down, it's because maybe something is around you that's not supposed to be there, or maybe that you're not dealing with an area of your life that you know that you're running away from. Maybe that you, maybe it could be a health issue, it could be depression, it could be anxiety, it could be trauma, it could be anything. But when I, before I turned 49, really sat down for like two weeks maybe two or three weeks and I did a self-evaluation of every area of my life whether it was money relationship household parenting all those areas and in each one of those categories is an area that I don't like and what I started doing was I started really saying okay dissecting I'm gonna use that word dissecting those areas of my life because I am a person that I'm gonna tell the truth that I have an anger problem and I lash out because I wasn't happy the way it had nothing to do with my kids really it didn't have anything to do with nothing it has something to do with Tawana me the person that I wasn't doing what I needed to do to get myself back on track so that's where my depression and anxiety and anger and sadness came from because I didn't like how my life is now and it has to be more to life than what is going on in front of me so we are responsible for our happiness and our contentment so we have to get up off our do nothing and do something and the first thing that I am doing I went to therapy I started going to therapy maybe about March or April it was off and on off and on because that was me like I, I was ready I knew that I needed to go but what I was doing I was being resistant 
because I didn't really want to touch those areas of vulnerability. But that was the only way that I could get healed and set free from the demonic or the, I want to say, the stuff that was making me off and sad. So I started going to therapy. And I'm going to tell you people, honestly, it took me four therapists for me to find the right match for myself. This lady is phenomenal. First and foremost, I have nothing against white people. My grandmother, my great-great-grandmother, name is Amanda, and she had blue eyes, and she had, you know, light-colored skin. I went on, you know, one the website. I can't even think about it now. And I read this the stuff on the slavery, the census, and I read it, and that's what I found out. So, before anybody says, oh, she has something against white people, if a white person is listening to this, no, I love you guys because you're a part of my heritage. But, I felt I needed a person of color. I'm not saying a black person. I, I just needed somebody that wasn't white because... I felt like they couldn't relate to the struggles of a black woman. So it was either I get a black person or Hispanic. And I ended up with a Hispanic, Hispanic woman that grew up in the projects. So she definitely knew what I, or what I was, what I came from, what I struggled with, what, what was within me. And eat, day by day, every time I go to her, something unlocks on the inside of me that I want to deal with because I want to deal with it so I can get to the next thing to deal with I'm not rushing it but I'm just saying she does something for me and if anybody want to want to start therapy and want to take a shot of going to her I will give you her name and number I don't want to mention it here because I don't know if that's okay but you can inbox me on Facebook.com. You know, Facebook, my name is Tawana Miss T. Well, Miss Parrish. Tawana Miss Parrish. That is um, on my page. Um, and you can inbox me or message me or inbox and on uh, Messenger. And I will give you the name, the number, and where she sits. She sits in Fairfield, Connecticut. You know, so... I go, yeah, I go there every week faithfully now. Um, it's not a struggle for me to go. I basically run because she is like a person that I needed now. And I don't care how many seasons it takes for me to get what I need to get. I'm going to get it. So, with that being said, learning to adult differently learning to undo all the generational curses learning to do what you felt was normal everyday life like my normal in my household was yelling and screaming to get your point across that was my normal so when I got into relationships or something I was a very hostile very feisty type of individual and when I got mad, I 
got mad, like blank, blackout anger. And a lot of my friends and a lot of my families used to do interventions with me and tell me that's not normal. But what do you do when you grow up in a household that that is normal? It was normal to me to yell and scream. It was normal for us to stand and cuss one another out, get our point out, and then go on as if nothing happened because that was my normal. And then to be able to deal with somebody that doesn't do that, to me, in all honesty, I thought they was a punk. That's how I felt. So they're looking at me like, oh, she's baddie, she crazy, because she's yelling and screaming and coming off a certain way. And then they, you know, they're there because they love me. But it's like I'm pushing them away because I'm acting unseemly and unkempt even in the street so now at 49 years old i'm undoing that i'm detoxing that i'm filtering that up out of me because it's not needed anymore i'm older i'm wiser and i should know better and know how to present myself as a woman of god not just a woman but also a woman of God. Those are two areas. I want to present myself as a woman, as a lady. And I also want to present myself as a lady and as a woman of God. And to present myself and to be able to hold myself instead of acting out of character to a degree that I could go to jail because that's how I used to act. So that I'm saying used to because I'm learning how to do it differently. I'm recalibrating my mind and my body to not act like that because at the end of the day, who wants to really be like that? Like, it was okay for me to behave like that, but it wasn't okay for somebody else to behave like that towards me. But what what you get out is what you get back. And I had to learn that. So you have to undo those things. You have to recalibrate your mind. You have to recalibrate, condition your emotions not to go too far. Like I went too far with a lot of people. And they, like I said, they would do interventions with me. To Even my own kids would do interventions with me. I pray as I'm speaking that somebody is getting this you may not have the same issue or struggle as me but you may have something in your life that you have to learn to do differently and learn how to adult differently because you don't want to continue to be like that because you may miss out on somebody sowing into your life or investing in you because you are a loose cannon so that's what I'm doing and this is what I'm talking about because this is a life skill and if you learn how to carry yourself in society and in the world you might run into somebody that might so invest in you as an individual you know they may take you under their wing and you may become even more and go farther and supersede your your lineage you know what I'm saying you might go further just by the way that you carry yourself and act. Like, my kids don't act like that. I don't know how in the world it had to be God. Because my kids don't behave like 
I have one, but I can honestly say I have one child that has a little anger problem, but you know, it's not as bad as mommy, but she also is a quiet individual. My eldest daughter, she is a, well, that's my baby. My baby is like my mini me, but my eldest is so quiet and so reserved and she takes a lot. So if you really hit that button, you really made her mad because she's a person that's calm. No matter what's going on, it could be a bomb going off and she's calm. So I sort of raised my kids. My kids looked at me and was like, I don't really want to be like mommy because mommy's out of control. So I thank God that I didn't raise my kids to be like that. So, like I said, I'm next year I'll be 50 years old. So I have let you know I have like what is going into November. I have what um 10 more months to get myself together and I may that's my long-term goal. I always make long-term and short-term goals when I turn a certain age and me I'm doing me right now I'm really doing me I'm not letting anything or anybody interfere with me getting me together not just emotionally but my health like I'm gonna have a major back surgery because for years I had trouble standing and walking for five years now I've had trouble standing and walking I have fibromyalgia and I have sciatic nerve and I have arthritis in my kneecaps. And um, I want to be better. I want to go back to the Tawana that, you know, was active. Not laying around all day, every day. You know, not being disabled, but being functional. And that's where I'm at. That's a part of me learning to adult differently. Getting me back to where I need to be. And going out into this community and my heart is children my heart is kids working with kids working with the youth you know because i was a troubled youth and it may not seem like it but i was you know i was out there with the drug scene and the kids who were stealing cars and all of that stuff and my heart is kids like i love kids and because some kids are you know lost you know like cast aside and nobody pays attention to them those are the kids that get caught up in the wrong stuff when you start casting or pushing your kid aside or not being able to invest in your kid you know like talking to them getting into their head giving them money so they won't go out there and pick up the wrong habit and get the wrong type of money you know not keep saying oh saying little stuff the cliche stuff oh you got lights and lights and gas and all of that you better be happy with that okay what's gonna happen is you're gonna turn that kid out into the street if they come to you and say ma can i have five dollars ma can i have ten dollars i had an allowance i my mom gave me ten when i i started my allowance when i was in sixth grade my mother would give me ten dollars every pay period she got paid every two weeks so my mom would give me ten dollars when i hit high school it went to 20 bucks 
it wasn't much, but even though I did still get caught up, I appreciated my mom giving me that $20 because she was a single black mom. And that was unheard of, of a single mom giving their kids an allowance of $20. So, and I was a lucky kid because my mom would give me 20 and then my dad, who was working at Junior's Restaurant, woo if anybody remember Junior's on Stra- uh, um, State Street, that was my dad behind that chef hat doing that, doing his thing. He would give me another another 20 so I have $40 well my dad gave me money every week so I always had money so I started working with him when I got in 10th grade and I'm going somewhere with this beer with me I started working and fitting for myself and that gave me the ideology okay let me go out here and get this big money because I'm getting little money you know, like, I, I was still working, but I still was, like, I had, I was a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So, all of that that I learned, all of that that I experienced, made me who I was, but some of that gotta go. Because it can't go with me in my new season. Like, this is the end of my 40s. This is the end of my 40s. And what happened to me in my 40s cannot go with me into my 50s. I have to go in there with a better mindset, a better heart, a different determination and willpower. I have to go because if I take the doubt, fear, anxiety, intimidation into my 50s, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it emotionally. I'm always going to have the fear and doubt. But I need to have the faith and I need to be able to function and I need to be able to work my ministry, to work my ministry and what I was called to do in the earth realm. So my advice and my homework, because I'm going to always give you homework, even if you never, ever inboxed me and said I did the homework, I would love to hear it. I did the homework and I found out ABC one two three. Your homework is to please, please do a self evaluation. The areas that you don't like, write them down and take the time to fix it. There is never a time that you can't say, I can't fix that area it's never too late to fix yourself and self-improve and make sure that all you whatever you want on the inside of you is there that's your homework do it so even if your birthday passed do a self-evaluation because there gotta be areas that you don't like about yourself that you need to work on am i saying go to therapy no but if that's what you need then do it There's nothing wrong with it. It's not taboo. We as black people and Puerto Rican people and people of color, we do get depressed. We do get upset. We do get unhappy. But what what happens when the unhappiness overtake you to a point that 
It causes you anxiety, frustration, fear, all of that. Sometimes you need somebody else. You need a sounding board. You need somebody else. And I do. And I'm going to say, I promote therapy. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm not ashamed to say that I take pills to regulate my mind. I'm not saying that. That I'm ashamed of that. And I'm not. Because it's helping me function through life. Some people are like, oh, I don't want to take a pill. Oh, that's, but that's your choice. That's your choice. But, but my choice is to make sure that when I wake up, I can function for my granddaughter. I can function enough in, this, in society where I'm not crawl, rolling around in a bed balled up because I just can't get out, bed, out of the bed because I'm just that sad. So, my homework, please, if you don't do anything else, the topic was and is learning to adult differently. Finding areas of your life that you don't really care for and you don't like and getting on the bandwagon to fixing and calibrating your mind, fixing those areas that you know that you don't that you don't like about yourself. And it's okay to say that you don't like those areas, but it's not okay to not do something about it. And there's going to be other topics, other subjects, matters, maybe stuff that I see on the news. It may be something that I experienced in my life. I don't know, but I don't know which way God is taking me, but I want to listen to God because I want the anointing to be on every subject matter that I put in this podcast. So I'm going to always end my podcast with a prayer because prayer is power. It says what it says, no prayer for one week. Like I don't even, I'm trying to get the saying, but it says when you don't pray, you don't you don't pray for a week, you're weak, like basically that. I know I'm getting it wrong, but you know, much prayer, much power, you know, little prayer, no power. So prayer is ex- essential. Prayer is like food and water, especially water. You know, it's it's essential to your life. Commanding your day in the morning. Being able to cast down those imagination, loosening the bands of wickedness, you know, being able to set that foundation daily. And there was a question that the Lord asked me before I got on this podcast. And it's so amazing to me because God always speaks. He speaks to me. He speaks in this left ear clearly. He said, when was he, he and I was supposed to put it on Facebook, but I didn't. To the parents, when was the last time? And I'm not saying all the parents do it, but I know I'm a parent that used to do it. When was the last time that you oiled down your kids that so they could have almost slid out the bed? Because I was that parent when I first got saved and I let my pastor pray over a bottle of oil. I would go in my kids' room. And I would put oil on their head and I would pray over them while they would sleep. And I would decree what will happen and what won't happen. Buying up the next day. Oil up my house. Everything. Walk my floor. I couldn't even sleep unless I did it. Because God would beckon in my spirit to get up and do it. And my kids would wake up and they would have oil on their head. 
they knew it was normal because that's what mommy do. So they would go in the bathroom and just wash their face like normal. They wouldn't even ask a question because they know mommy was up praying and laying, you know, laying that oil down. And I remember doing that. And I don't do it now because, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's laziness. I don't know. My kids are grown. And, you know, but I don't do it now. I need to. But I usually go through my house and I, if I do, I'll touch their doorpost or with something like that, you know, whatever. But to go in the room while they're asleep, I haven't done that in years. Maybe God is beckoning me to do it because I'm talking about it. But at any rate, I'm going to end this podcast. I'm going to say thank you for listening to me. Thank you for allowing me to get out my thoughts, my emotions. You know, I take it not for granted. This is an honor and I don't take it lightly. So I'm going to end this with a prayer. And definitely I want everybody to have a good and prosperous day. If it's nighttime, you're listening to this. I pray that your sleep is peaceable and, you know, cast your cares on God and go to sleep because if he don't, if he feeds the birds of the air and the, and the fish of the sea, he's going to take care of you too. So here it goes. And oh, before I pray, I just want to say, I don't know how these podcasts going to go. I don't know if they're going to go once a week, every other week, once a month. But whenever God beckoned in my spirit to do a podcast, you best to be sure that Miss T, Tawana Parrish, will definitely get on here and speak what, what what's in my spirit. I try to speak. I don't want to be a driven person. I like to be a led person. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for allowing me to speak on this podcast, giving me sound word, wisdom, and instruction. Lord, I thank you that these words will touch whoever listened to them. Lord God, I thank you for having your way. I thank you, Lord, for blessing them, keeping them, supplying every need according to your riches and glory. For you are a Lord, you are a shepherd, our shepherd, and we shall not want. You said you will never see the righteous forsaken, nor your seed begging bread. Father God, I thank you for every listening ear, every open heart, and everyone that wants to learn to adult differently, Father God. Learn to do life differently. Learn to undo their generational curses and their normality when they was a kid, how they was raised in their home. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that they will do an um, evaluation of their self, Lord God, and being able to being receptive and open to touching those areas that they may have ran from for years even the one that needs to go to therapy let them have an open mind and heart to do so i thank you father god for resting ruling and abiding lord god abide every demon every witch every warlock every demon that comes against the foreknowledge and the fourth knowledge of your God in the name of Jesus of the true and living God Lord God I thank you having your way Lord God I thank you Lord for the supernatural miracles and the speedy favor that you will place upon every individual that listens to this podcast and everything I have not laid up in this prayer Lord God 
I thank you, Lord, for touching it and keeping it and fixing it. Oh, God, I thank you that we will not ask you to fix something, then turn around and don't like the way the solution is coming, that we will walk in it and accept it, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, for having your way, having your way and letting us accept, helping us to accept your way. And anything and anyone that doesn't mean us no good or is not supposed to be in our life, Lord God, that you will give us confirmation and you will speak to us, Lord God. As you talk to us, we will get confirmation and you will separate us from that so we don't miss our blessing in our due season, Lord God. I thank you, Father God. Amen. I bid you peace, love, and shalom.